Streaming. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Down the Middle. I am your co-host, Jake, joined, as always, by my co-host, Ben. Ben, how's it going, brother? Oh, I'm doing oh, fabulous. Oh, I felt my inner Jim Cornette coming out, like, a lot lately. Really? Yeah, I mean, I I never thought I would agree with Jim Cornette when it comes to Kenny Omega, but he keeps making points, and it keeps making sense. Jim Cornette keeps making points. Okay, you're, you're, you're disappearing there for a second on your mouth there, sir. That's weird. Anywho, before we get started shitting on the wrestling business, a um, couple announcements. Ben has inspired a new t-shirt that is available in the store, link listed below. It made him very happy to see it. Yeah, yes, 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 it does. Um, it's not really uh, crapping on the wrestling business. It's more of every business. Look up to uh, sports and everything else. And I've uh, a lot of people that are, that are friends with me and everything that's in the wrestling business agrees about it. Just, it's all work. It's all work. Apparently, it's my catchphrase. It's all work. It's so, all. so now you can own that catchphrase on a t-shirt and support the channel. And then when people say, hey, what does that t-shirt mean? You can tell them about us. So everybody wins. And then it was funny because I was watching Rampage actually this morning and I noticed something. I've been convinced for a long time that someone is bugging my house. Normally this ha this comes up on the other podcast. Um, but you know the color scheme for Rampage, of course. Yes. Yeah, the, the orange and blue is not a look that people would typically go to. It's a little unique. Except for the fact that in 2011, I was responsible for producing this. Not the graphics. Not not the graphics. The graphics were already done. But I shot and edited this wrestling show, and this was the graphic work they gave me. Okay. That's a hell of a coincidence. And it just so happens that Billy Gunn was present, as you can see. Right, right. Who's bugging my house? You know, well, I'm gonna, uh, I don't know if I talked about this or not on, the, on here. Um, but everybody knows about my XW thing and everything, the rest of the rest and all that oh, stuff. Coincidentally, um, um, I never talked about that. <laughs> there have been times that we would do we'll stuff, stuff on our show. show. Everything. Yeah. And I can't think of I can't think of anything that I could I like I know it's I know it's true. Because the guy who owns the show and runs it right now, he would he would he totally agree with me on this. He would be like because there'll be something we would do on the show and then next week I'm wrong. Or maybe they do it. I'm like wait a minute. Hold up hold up we just did this, and now this is the, now you're all doing this. That's not right. No, 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 no. Like, there's been a few instances like we we would do something in our show, and then be on WWE. Like, are they watching us or what? 
It's like you you don't you're like there's no way they could be like it's got to be a coincidence, but sometimes it just gets weird. So that's that's always fun. So anyway, on to as I'm sure only, only the hard, most hardcore WWE fans will disagree here, but I think it's pretty obvious that. It's certainly not what it once was when it comes to WWE programming. And let's let's not mince words. AEW is not perfect either. But, I mean, WWE is just... It might actually be... I don't know. I, I'm not going to go out... I'm not going to go out on a limb and say it's worse than it was in, like, 2014. Because that was pretty bad. But it might be goofier. The only thing, the only thing right now, really keeping it afloat is everybody's excited about Brock Lesnar because he's. Well, <laughs> we've seen this a million times before. No, I know, I know. It's one of those, it's one of those things that they they're trying to do something with Roman Reigns and all that stuff, and because Roman is beating everybody in the company, yada, yada. He's the new CM Punk. Oh, oh sorry. sorry. We're CM Punk station right there. Right there. Uh, oh, I apologize. This is not just the CM Punk shirt. This is also the Dana Houser shirt, too. So, I uh, Go ahead. Spin around. Paradise for evil? No. Sport of both. Sport of both. So, you know, I got to do that. Yeah, um, anyway. Um, the... They're just doing a Roman Reigns what they do with CM Punk. Okay. I don't, I don't know if you can tell or not, because CM Punk has the record. Ah, uh, okay. And Roman Reigns has, has went past a year with the belt. So if he's not going to lose, if he hasn't lost it by now, and he doesn't lose it at Crown Jewel to Brock Lesnar, they, they're setting him up to beat CM Punk's record. Which they probably are. Which to me, it's like, one, grow up. Oh, they're not going to grow up. Have you? Okay, so this brings up perfect segue into something I did want to talk about. Have you noticed WWE's YouTube channel is uploading content with Kenny Omega? Who's is it? WWE. No, that I have no. Yeah, they've recently uploaded. They uploaded a promo he did in Deep South. Oh, not was it Deep South or FCW? I think it was Deep South Wrestling. But it was either. Yeah, it was it was Deep South. Yeah, that's what I thought. It was Deep South, and then they uploaded again the recap of uh, the Elite versus the New Day at the game convention G Four. Yes, Elite versus New Day Street Fighter. Yeah. But and not only are they, he's in the thumbnails and they're identifying him as Kenny Omega, which I'm curious about what the intellectual property rights are there. Uh, because yeah, Kenny, Kenny Omega, Omega is well, right. I'm talking about Kenny Omega because that name is, I presume, it's owned by him. Yeah, I know, I know. But anything that anything that Xavier posts on his channel. WWE owns now. Right, but that doesn't. So, in, in intellectual property, it's, no, it's, it's very no, weird. Because 
the, the Young Bucks and Omega, they shouldn't be owned by WWE when it comes to that part. When it comes, to the, when it comes to the gaming thing, they should be owned by that, but the, the Deep South stuff, they, 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 it is. Right, right. I, I get it that they own the Deep South stuff because he was under contract at the time. Even if even if he went by Kenny Omega, then which he did, um, that footage is. I'm talking about the G4 stuff, which tells me that Kenny Omega must not care, which they might just be trying to get the views. I think that's what it is. I think that's what it is too. But I find it very interesting that. WWE, uh, WWE is arguably capitalizing on the success of Kenny Omega and various AEW talents, which WWE is such a confusing company for me because they do sometimes they'll do something that makes sense and then they'll completely just do a 180. And like, for example, Bobby Lashley is champion. That made sense to me. I understood it. And then, like, and again, I'm not shitting on Big E because he, he deserves it, but the way they did it was, I mean, it completely, I, Jim Cornette gave a great synopsis on this because I, I, I did watch it, but it was weird because they basically turned Bobby Lashley babyface and made Big E a heel just for that match as far as the way they were wrestling. Okay, but the thing is... But he was, uh, are you talking because of the cash-in thing? Not just the cash-in. So Bobby Lashley was injured, right? No, he wasn't injured. Not really, but he was like he was he was hurt in the previous match or whatever. Like he wasn't really injured. He was kayfabe injured. Oh, that turmoil. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Bobby Lashley is now getting a babyface comeback against Big E, who is cashing in the money in the bank after the champion has had a match. Right. And it's, it's just, it's, it doesn't make sense. And Bobby Lashley can be a babyface. We've seen it. He can be because we've seen it in his previous run that he can't be babyface. But with everything he's done over the years since that run, since his first run, especially with TNA and everything else, Bobby Lashley's better as a heel. Oh, I agree. But what I'm saying is, why did they turn him babyface? I and they did, they didn't long term. But what I'm saying is, whoever whoever booked this match, like they they arguably turned him babyface and turned Big E into a heel, or at least an indifferent babyface, but it's, it's, it's the way the way, the way they, they set it up was weird. Because it was Orton's it was Orton and Bobby. Right. Title. Orton lost. So this match is over. Big E cashed in and then Big E won. I guess here's my so if you had if you had to put it on Biggie that way at that time, I would have had Randy Orton win, and then Biggie cashes in on Orton. In a way, you got three faces right there. Yeah. Right, right, but then at the very least, you can set up for you can set up for multiple main events between the three of them. Yeah, well, they still got some. I get a tag title back off of them. Just don't even get 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. About that. Talk about like they've just ruined Matt Riddle for me. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They ruined Riddle for me. Yeah, you can't say the first name anymore. What started that? It's just one of those things with WWE, like, like Antonio Cesaro. Okay, I know. What was wrong with Antonio? It makes like it. It it takes it takes forever to say the whole name. No. Well, you've well, you've got three hours, so. People have first and last names. Sorry. Right. Right. You got like a five-minute segment where you got to get both wrestlers announced in, plus there's a match in, the ding, ding, ding. Then it sounds like AEW doesn't have any trouble. I mean, sorry. Like To me, it's just dumb, and it takes it. And then, like, I'll use Big E as an example. Like, and didn't he start out as Big E Langston? Yes. That's fucking stupid. So, like, I get that wrestlers would have nicknames, because a lot of professional athletes have nicknames, too. But it's part of their name. Like, you don't just... Uh, I'm trying to think of an example outside of professional wrestling. I mean... I guess Rampage Jackson might be the exception. But he still had his last name. But, like... Uh, I'm drawing a complete brain fart here, but like, yeah, but he usually went by Rampage, so he's kind of the exception instead of the rule, but, you know, like, it's usually the first name, the nickname, then the last name. That's typically how it's done, and then they have that in AEW to a certain extent. Or like you have the nickname Man of the Year Scorpio Sky or Men of the Year Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page, however you want to do it. But they don't nix their names. Right. No, no I get no, no, I get you're saying. Right. I do. It's that's just that's, that's what I'm saying. Like that's the only that's the only explanation I could probably give you is Vince is a perfectionist. And... <laughs> Vince is a perfectionist? No, 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 no. Vince is perfectionist the way in his mind he thinks he's a perfectionist to where like they don't have like five minutes to do their whole match to so, you know go from beginning to middle to end and five minutes that includes entrances it includes entrances and everything else five minutes starts as soon as both wrestlers come out what's your match a beginning middle and end and that's it so and and yet WWE will have a two-segment talking event. Like it just—that's—I'm glad you—I'm glad you said it. He's—he's he's a perfectionist in his own mind. What it really is, as far as I can tell, is Vince just likes his own ideas and thinks they're the greatest thing ever. But he's so out of touch. And I, I truly believe, because a lot of people are saying in the company, that are leaving the company now, are saying the same thing, that he's surrounded by a bunch of people who just kiss his ass and say that all of his ideas are good, or they're, they're too scared to propose anything different because they are appealing to what Vince likes. Right. But what Vince likes is the shits. I don't I mean... We, we've and I've been talking to everybody and everything, and everybody's talking about. We've talked about this before, especially with RD Rowe. Um, 
we're not trying to get off of WWE's topic right now. We're going oh, back to WWE with this whole... People debuting. What the what thing? People debuting. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Because AW has a problem with that too, and you, we've all talked about this. Oh yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not cutting AEW a break. It just, at least, I, I guess the best way I can describe it is when I watch a WWE program, I'm more than likely gonna just turn it off because I just get or start out bored and uninterested in what they're doing. At least, it's very rare that I will skip an AEW segment because I'll at least care a little bit, and they usually deliver. Some of it's goofy. But for the most part, I'm interested. Well, did, well, you, did, you, did you write about who might be there before Rumble next year? In WWE or AEW? AEW. Uh, no, who is... Who yeah, is oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, and I, I foresee that happening. Um, maybe, maybe not, though, because Kevin Steen, Kevin Owens, has gone on record multiple times saying that it was his goal to get into WWE. But I can see how he'd be frustrating with his booking because he's been stagnant for a while. And how I mean, realistically, I mean, they're great matches, but how many times are you going to put Owens, Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn? Like, don't get me wrong. They're good matches, but we've seen this before. For 20 plus years. No, it's not 20 plus years. Well, 15 at least. 15 at least, yeah. Well, I mean, well, no, not not, not Sami Zayn. I will admit it was Kevin Steen versus El Generico, who I will admit moves an awfully lot like Sami Zayn, but. Jesus Christ, here we go. Guys, keep keeping a lot of here. I mean, but um, the, the point is, we've seen it for a few years now, repeatedly. Right, right, right. Um, I know everybody would want him to go to go to AEW because of what he's done with AEW, because he's done with everybody who's in AEW with Cole and the Bucks and everything, because they were the Mount Rushmore wrestling. Yeah, um, but, and you know what though? It almost it, this is what I really wish would happen. I want him to go back to Ring of Honor. Uh, but Ring of Honor's so not what it used to be. I know, but I was I was shocked because a guy uh, just recently went back to Ring of Honor, and I didn't realize he had been there before. And he's now the number one contender for the Ring of Honor World Title. Who is just this guy? Name drop him. Alex Zane. Okay. Who was Ari Sterling in WWE? Who just got released? Uh, a few months ago, I didn't realize he wrestled in race before. And oh, I seen he came back because they uh, had a battle royal at Death. Uh, death before dishonor. Yeah, that's it. At Death before dishonor, the winner got shot the Ring of Honor World Title. Yeah, and he he came out and won. Like, Holy crap! He's already number one in World Title, and he's on New Japan. Good for him. Get him on the podcast. The what? Good for him. Get him on the podcast. <laughs> Go for it. Get him on here. What are you doing? Come on. We're fucking around. Actually, that's you want to know something hilarious, and this is 100% true. It has nothing to do with what we're talking about. But so in the house that I bought that I'm currently in, there is a it's an unfinished basement. 
Guess what is painted on the wall? What? In red paint, it says death before dishonor. I'm not, I'm not shitting you. I'll send you a picture of it when we get off here. That's creepy. Yeah. So I'm guessing the person who lived here before was an ROH fan. <laughs> I can hope. Yeah. I can only hope. ROH fan or a cult fan? Either or, but I mean. <laughs> uh, anyway, back to uh, back to shit and uh, uh, to be. Uh, I want to ask your opinion. I want to ask your opinion. Because everybody knows Bray Wyatt. Yeah. It's coming to AEW. Everybody Wind- knows. Wyndham Rotunda. The Fiend. We'll go with The Fiend because I guarantee you he can call himself The Fiend. Um, I, well, I don't think he can, but well, I'm, I'm, actually, I'm actually okay with him coming out as Wyndham Rotunda and not doing um, just not doing Bray Wyatt in AEW because he's clearly okay. creative enough to do something. Well, he's going to do he can't though because WWE owns that. But he owns the rights to the mask. Does he really? Well, the mask is WWE's creation. That's his creation. Well, right, but okay. So this again with the legal thing. So it depends on how his contract was written. But theoretically, anything that he created while in WWE belongs to WWE. But Tom Savini created the mask. But who does he work for? How, who does Tom Savini work for? Yeah. Now WWE. Oh, that'd be hilarious if he could. Tom Savini. Do you know who Tom Savini is? No. Okay. I'm going to give you a horror lesson. <laughs> Have you ever heard of the Evil Dead movies? Yeah. Okay. Tom Savini wasn't was in the, those movies, and he created all the monsters and everything for those movies. Oh, okay. He's, he's a, one of the biggest... Horror creators like makeup and masks and everything else, and he created the fiend mask. He created the belt that the fiend wore. Oh shit! That would be hilarious if Wyndham Rotunda could wear the mask on AEW television. And my thing is, is everybody who's been watching AEW recently will know that the Dark Order is getting a little out of hand and everything. I think once he gets to Rochester, New York, because that's the one I'm saying he's supposed to debut. Yes, they're saying he's supposed to debut in Brody's hometown. Oh, that would, that, that would be cool. Is he become, even though negative, even though Brody's son is the leader of the of the group, but he can't really be there because, you know, he's got school and everything else. Well, right. And, and theoretically, so that would actually follow, like, this is such a, only this conversation could happen when discussing pro wrestling. But, you know, like traditionally a line of succession, like even though he's next in line, he wouldn't technically be the leader until he was of age. Right. So there would be a steward, essentially, or someone to take his place until he could. And Bray Wyatt, whatever. Wyndham would be the new leader of the Dark Order. That would be awesome. That's what I think is going to happen. Then they can turn him heel again. Actually, I don't think you can. I think the Dark Order is babyface team from now on. Problem is, it's only, well, 
they needed to do something to get him back in line. Right. And uh, what, what technically broke him up was that it's not our fault. It's not Adam Page's fault. The Hanger Page, he had a kid, everything else, yada, yada. I mean, it's kind of his fault. Well, <laughs> hey, the man had a kid. Leave him alone. It's his fault, though. I'm just saying he had a hand in it or two. Well, anyways, he had a kid. Congratulations. I'm proud of you. Um, but it was the whole fact of like the way they played on TV and everything that he that that technically broke up the Dark Order. But with one number of coming in, that can reform him and make him bigger and better than ever. Yeah, it looked like they were going to do that by using Anna J coming back, but after that match, uh, Eva Luna was still not quite feeling it. So I think you're right. I think they are setting up for uh, Wyndham Rotunda to debut in Rochester. But I, but I, like I've told everybody else off of here, and we've told everybody on here, they need to slow down on these debuts. They, yeah, they really do. Um, and this is this is minor, but I think it was a mistake to give Ruby Soho a title shot right out of the gate. I get that she did the battle royale thing, like I get it, but I think it was kind of a mistake. Well, she well, if she doesn't win, then we can just do the she, they can just do the whole thing of well, well it was just announced yesterday, um, and we can go ahead and talk about it on here as well that she could win the TBS title. Yes. Yes. There's which I at the risk of at the risk of them having too many titles, which I don't think they do, but I like the idea of there being a mid card women's title. Because their women's division is pretty big. Right. But I don't think it's big enough for a tag team battles. I well, yeah, I'll agree to that just because there aren't a lot of women's tag teams in a right. I mean That's you could yeah, I mean you could make them up, but I think the women's division as far as tag teams go, I think that like once a year tournament kind of thing that uh which I don't even think they do once a year. I think they've only done it once. Uh Tay J. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, except, so speaking of NXT and going back to shitting on WWE, I mean, they've, they've even ruined NXT. What's the, multi, with the rainbow colors? No, it's, I mean, that's weird, but, you know, that's whatever. But, I mean, I just, I, I can't even enjoy NXT anymore because it's just another WWE program. There's, It's no different. It's the same shit. Except now, it's people I've never even fucking heard of. And they're like, this is a tremendous athlete. I'm like, who are they? Well, I mean, uh, Tommaso Ciampa is the NXT champion. Well, that's good news, at least. Well, well, here's the problem. Joe got injured again. Yep. So... And I felt bad for Joe. It's like, um, I'm sorry, but have you have you noticed? Because I know you watched TNA back in the day. I know you did. Joe, when he was in TNA, he was fine all the time, right? Yep. And what happens as he gets to WWE? Somehow he gets mysteriously injured all the time. 
Well, I, I've said for a long time, and it's it's very interesting how and this is more evidence for people bugging my house. I've said for a long time that WWE's schedule, the way they do things, is very problematic with the house show schedule specifically. And I even this is going back to like 2006, 2007. Um, I even said something to the effect of, "I'm like, why, like, why do they do house shows? Like, to me, it seems like it's not worth it." Because their number one moneymaker is their TV deals. And at the time, at the time, their pay-per-view buys. Like, I, I get that they're making money on house shows, but think about it. You've got to, you've got to pay the building. You got to lug all the equipment around. You have to deal with travel for your top stars, but everybody else is like, fuck it, get there. Which is problematic in and of itself. And then, you know, you're trying to sell tickets, but most people are like, well... I, I always had a rule, like, I don't go to house shows because nothing's going to happen. It's very rare. So I have no interest in going to house shows because it's just going to be, you know, wrestling for the sake of wrestling. But nothing's going to happen storyline rise except on the very, very rare occasion. You know, to me, it's like, but, but, and then like, but how many times have we read like so-and-so got injured in a house show? Like, it just doesn't seem worth it. And AEW has figured it out. You want to know why they're having crazy matches on a weekly basis on TV? Because the guys are wrestling once, maybe twice a week. Well, plus the way to yeah. Well, right, but not everyone, because AEW is paying, their top stars are being paid enough to where they don't have to do independent bookings. They can if they want, but they don't have to to make money. Right, right. You know, so like, I'm, honestly, if I'm a top, if I'm a top guy or even even a high mid-level guy in AEW, I'm not going to risk getting injured on an independent because this is where my money's coming from. Well, well, that's true, but you don't know what they're making either. Well, a lot of these, that's why I said, I said top or even like high mid-card level. Well, right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I've seen some of the they're doing stuff on these, but like, I think I it's think more just signings. Right, anything. right, and I mean they might do like, for example, John John Moxley's making enough money; he doesn't have to do GCW stuff. He's doing it because he wants to. Right, and I get that, but what I'm saying is he's not filling up all of his weekends with independent bookings because he needs the money. He's doing the independent stuff because he wants to help that company and he enjoys doing that. That boy's got plenty of money. Yeah, exactly. He's not doing it for the cash. He's doing it because he loves that company and wants to help it out. But then again, with where he lives at right now, yeah, you need money to actually live out there. <laughs> well, yes and no. It depends on where you live. But again, it's like, it's not like John Moxley has a shortage of cash. He's probably still living off WWE money. Well, I'm sure housing and everything out there is like, <clears throat> anyways, you'd be surprised. It's it's actually there are areas where it's really not that bad. It's pretty comparable to where we live. We live maybe a little <laughs> bit higher, but again, if you're making John Moxley money, you can pretty well live wherever you want. I mean, the, as, as Jim Cornette says, the Cucamonga kids still live out in California. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with that. I but can, I, can I just take a moment to just like put over Jim Cornette's creative ability to come up with nicknames for people? 
when when we get a certain somebody on this show, if we get them on here, are you? Who would that be? Uh, VR. I'll go with that one. Oh no, 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 no! I'll, I'll, I'll leave my. Well, I mean, no, 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 not, not in relation to him. But I mean, okay. So let's look at some of the some of the names just for the young bucks. You got the Kookamonga Kids, the Hardly Boys, Road Warrior Buck, and Balding Buck. There's so many more. I can't remember them. But like, I'm sorry. The shit's funny. The Hardly Boys in particular. Well, they, they, they were what the Hardy Boys were. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. It's it's funny to me. And then what does he call uh, Orange Cassidy? My little dog pockets. Now here's the thing. I like Orange Cassidy, but that's funny. Hey, leave the boy alone. Well, I can okay. And so Orange Cassidy is a bit of an enigma for me because I cannot. Orange Cassidy is a character that I should hate, but I think he just owns it so well that, like, I grew to like it. Because when I first thought, I'm like, that's so stupid. But it's grown on me. I love Orange Cassidy. I do, too. And I still... I still no, no, I love Orange Cassidy. I still maintain that his match with Pac at the first Revolution pay-per-view is, is fantastic. Yes. It's a great match. So what else? What else? I mean, I don't know. What what to your mind? What can WWE do? What what can WWE do? Huh? Um, that's the thing though. Is like they they need to take a step back and realize what they're doing wrong. Okay, because um, realize what they're doing wrong because. They need to see what they did right back in the day. Because this is obviously the Monday Night Wars again, per se. Per se. I, I've kind of been referring to it as the, the the wrestling Cold War because it's like it's kind of like the Monday Night Wars, but it's not the same because they're not head to head. Right, right. That's what I'm saying. It's like it's like the Monday Night Wars, but it's not because they're obviously not on the same days. And everything else. And like they need to take a step back and realize what they were doing right back in the day, because they're getting their butts whooped for eighty three weeks. We're doing the same cartoony, nonsensical bullshit. Right, and then they realize, oh, we need to do this. Well, obviously they can't. They need to take something like that from back in the day and try to incorporate into the now, even though they can't really do stuff like that back in the day. In the now, because of how weak and feeble-minded a lot of the people are nowadays, when it comes to the society of how society is, ran because anything offends people now. Um, because they don't really let their people work and wrestle like they should. Now, Triple H, he was letting people wrestle on NXT like they were in AEW, like the Hard Ring of Honor, yada, yada. But uh, Vince is too way too old school that he can't do that. Well, I don't, I don't know because the WWE used to have wrestling and it was good. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, 
But he doesn't really realize like who's the people are put over right now. Well, speaking of putting people over, it's it's kind of funny because in a way, WWE has created its own competition, if you think about it, because when NXT first started taking off, and I, I've spoken about this before, where I kind of dubbed that the indie era, where they were bringing in all these guys from the independents in Japan, and they were bringing them in, giving them mainstream exposure, your Finn Balors, your Samoa Joes. Like, I know Samoa Joe was a big name, but he hadn't been in WWE. Um, and then even later on, you're Adam Coles, who, like, again, hardcore wrestling fans knew who he was, but your casual your casual WWE audience had probably never heard of him. And now he's in AEW. Uh, there, there's so many others. Like, I can't – I mean, Jericho jumped ship, but Jericho wasn't with WWE at the time, so that's a little bit different. Christian Cage is there. Ruby Soho is now there, who – I mean, John Moxley, geez, that's the obvious one. You know, they basically trained and created a lot of their competition. I, they didn't train Adam Cole, but you get what I'm saying. Like, they gave exposure to these guys and girls. And, I, like, now it's only a matter of time before some of them end up in AEW. But like you said before, I think, honestly, what we need is we need a third company to absorb some of these uh some more of these talents we need a company to get big enough to where it draws an audience that makes it worthwhile to go there and not just a AEW. and that's what and that's the problem with impact and all of them is they're stuck in a little rut to where they can get higher and they need to do something to where they get a little higher again Right. And well, here's the other problem with impact. And, and I totally understand why they did it, but they have a working relationship with AEW. So you really need, you really need someone like a ring of honor to get bigger. Like that's what needs to happen. But their TV is problematic. Cause like I said, it's hard to watch. That's how I was used to them both. Because even though even though Impact is on TV, um, they're they're not high enough to where like they were back in the day. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. That's but what even, I'm saying. Like they're not, they're not so, as high enough like AEW is right now. Back oh, in the no. day, they were they were high to where like when people left WWE, they went to TNA. Yep. Because you know they're a big they're a big company. company and, they're, they're, you know, they're not the same and everything else. They were, it's different. Now they're in stand still to where, like, we're just putting on the same kind of wrestling every week, every week, every week. Every week, every week. And their problem now is they can't really get a hold of big enough name talent because AEW's there to sweep up all the big names. And, and let's be real, some people are just stuck in Impact because of their contracts, i.e. the Good Brothers. It was kind of similar to what Thunder Rosa was doing because she was contracted to NWA before she could be officially contracted to AEW, but she was on AEW all the time. And what well, 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 is like, like they got, got yeah, it, 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 it has, has Matt Cardona. Yep. Okay. But he's also doing the independence, obviously. Matt Cardona is a big name. That they need to use, utilize him. Yeah, I agree. 
Think think about think about what a good feud he and Christian Cage could have on Impact Television. Right. Like right now, it's going to be Christian against Josh Alexander. Who? For the Impact Ones, huh? Who? The longest running X Division champion right now. Who? Oh, not now because he gave he gave up the. I know. I know. <laughs> you see my. I know who he is, but like you see my point. But I know what you're saying. Yeah. You know, like, I heard fans know who Josh Alexander is. Part of the North with Ethan Page and yada, yada. With their tag champs, now he's extra. He just Got gave it. up the. Yeah. I he just, just gave up the extra. Huh? Sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, he just gave up the extra title for option C to go for the world title at Bound for Glory. All right. And I've seen every all these people who's won the who's won uh, got title shots and everything like Brian Myers. He got shot at the world title. Josh Alexander, yada yada. Matt Cardona is a big name because he's got his podcast and everything. Like Christian can only hold the belt for so long for for impact, or he needs to go back to EW and do his thing there. And that's exactly what he's doing. He's holding the belt. You've had two people that were arguably just holding on to the Impact World Championship in a row, right? So, fun fun fact about the North: I didn't realize that that was Ethan Page for the longest time because every time I was watching Impact and the North came on, I just skipped it. Yeah, that was Ethan Page. Wow! I cannot like I put two and two together. I'm like, wow, you made such a good move going to AEW, dude. <laughs> And I'm not I, like I'm not trying to hate on Impact because I want them to succeed. I want there to be I want there to be a bunch of wrestling companies that are big and worthwhile to go work for. And I don't mind the cooperation, but I think certain people in Impact are a little too cozy in AEW because it, because it's a because they know their sets. Right. And like I said, it's only a matter of time. Like they're basically waiting on their Impact contracts to run out. That's it. They even that's if they even let them run out, and they don't resign again. Well, yeah, but I mean, why would you resign with Impact when you could just as easily get an AEW contract? Uh, to them, though, they probably look at it as there's already a lot of people at AEW as it is. Yeah, but I, and I guess it depends on the person. But like, for example, the Good Brothers, like they're they're going to sign with a they're going to become all elite as soon as they're free. Uh, yeah now there's a handful of people that i can see it's like listen you're not quite up to being on AEW. like you can appear on AEW television but you're not quite up to where we need you to be to get a contract per se like i can see them you know staying in impact or whatever but i would like to see ring of honor get built up again even to where it was a few years ago like I'd be yes. okay. I'd be okay with that because then I could see a Kevin scene going back to Ring of Honor. Right, right. But as of right now, he's either going to resign with WWE or sign with AEW. He's not going to resign with WWE. He's done. Is he really? Is it that bad? That's what I that's the reports I've been reading. He's he's done. Well, good on him. I I I very much enjoy seeing Kevin Steen in AEW, but again, with the exception of a handful of people, 
No, actually, it's it's not that bad because Jungle Boy still gets a lot of screen time. MJF still getting a lot of screen time. Uh, Sammy Guevara still gets a pretty decent amount of screen time. Like, I think they're doing an okay job with featuring the new big name talent, but still having like their homegrown talent on there. Hey, here's, here's my thing. These, these storylines that they just did after All Out and where they went from All Out to now, I'm like, a little weird how they went from where they were feeding wise then to now. Like, give me an example. Like MJF and uh, oh, Brian Pillman Jr. I like yeah. that. The, I, the way they did it was a little strange, but I liked it. They had a really good match on Dynamite. Right, but that's, that's what I'm saying. Like how all these new feuds are happening. Like, like obviously you got to get new storylines and everything going after all out because that's their WrestleMania per se. Um, like how they all just these feuds just run out. Like it's FTR and Spears feuding with Sting and Darby Allen. Yeah, it, some of it's been a little random. And then, like, for example, like I thought how they started, uh, how they set up the match with Punk and Powerhouse Hobbs was a little odd. Oh, and they're feuding all because he mentioned one of the team Taz's, a member of the team Taz. But, but if you remember that promo, he didn't mention anyone in team Taz until Taz started talking. I know. It's, I know. Hey, hey, don't you mention anybody from Team Taz. Don't put us over. It's like, I'm like, that was kind of weird. So so I, I didn't even say anything. That's what he said. He's yeah. like, I didn't say anything. But yes, now that you've pissed me off, I would like to wrestle Powerhouse Hobbs. It's like. Hey, and, now and now they're feeding. I'm like, okay, this is different. This is. Like, don't get me wrong. It, it, was, it was a fun match to watch, but. Well, he, he Punk's feeding the whole group of Team Taz now. I'm like... Yeah, but I mean... I, the, at least at least uh, Malachi Black's doing well. <laughs> well, he's still, well, he's still feuding. feuding. Yeah. yeah, he's still feuding with the Nightmare Factory. Or the Nightmare Family. Or whatever you want to... What, what, what's funny about this whole thing like with AEW is, is one thing, though. Um, um, remember we had as we got five on, yeah. And then, uh, you remember how we were talking about New, New Japan taking down his video for the belt, right? Yeah. Yep, okay. What's funny enough is, uh, even though I'm not a big fan of this guy anymore because of the way this guy's been going off here lately, and that's Grim. I don't know if you've heard of Grim or not from GTS, okay. Graham has got his own show called GTS Wrestling. Um, it's pretty much a backyard show, just like what ours is. The difference is, though, is this guy has money. So, so he's, he's had, had Robbie, Robbie E. He's, he's had, had Hawks. Hawks. I'm, I'm sorry, sorry, Ryan Myers. Um, uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Havoc. Havoc. Like, like, big, big names on his show, and he wrestled them on the show. Um... He he was just on the front, he was just on the front row on uh it was dynamite not this past one but the one before where Cody Rhodes came back okay was that and he was right there remember when Cody and Malachi went over the barricade and everything yeah 
He was the one wearing the green John, John Cena shirt. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, and he was recording it on his phone and everything too. And a he posted on YouTube and AEW just took it down. Hmm. That's weird. It's one of those things. Like these guys, like on the rights to this on the footage. Yeah, posted. Well, that's again. Wow, we're talking about law a lot here. So technically speaking, um, you are. Uh, this is what I want to get your other podcast for me in here on this one. Is this one of those things a little bugs me? Because <clears throat> like, if he's recording from his phone and posting on his on YouTube channel, you can't. You don't own the rights to it. No, because the footage belongs to him. The only thing they can do. So, like, for example, um, I recorded some videos when I was in Chicago. Right. And they were entrance videos, so there's music. The only thing they did to me is there's a copyright claim. Like, the video's still there, but it means I can't monetize the video. Right. Because the footage is not copyrighted by AEW because I took the footage on my phone. Right. Now, worst case scenario, they could get me on the music. But theoretically, all YouTube would do. Well, so for example, the CM Punk video, I tried to post it on my TikTok, and they took that. They muted it. They muted the music because of the audio. But the video is still there. There's just no sound. Okay. But fun fact: the Jericho, because I put the Jericho video on there too, and that one still has audio. So I'm guessing Living Color people put a copyright claim in on that one. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I know. That's it, like it's copyright law is extremely frustrating because it varies and it's kind of a it, it depends on the situation sort of thing. But yeah, his video should not have been taken down for copyright. Uh, like I like I said, I'm not defending the guy. It's just one of the it's just going with the fact of what we're talking about, with, like. No, yeah. I'm not just going to be like anything wrong right now. Um, this is one of those things that just bugged me. It's like if he recorded from his phone, the WWE did. Sorry, apologize. I'm so, so sorry. AEW had no right to take that down. Right. Yeah, they shouldn't have had any. And just like just like New Japan with Hazard, they had no right to take his video down. Well, because all he's doing. Is- well, with them, there might have been, it might have been an issue of him using an image or, like, again, like, like I don't, I don't know. And, and. But the, but the guy he's friends with made the belt for New Japan. Right. But that would have been a work for hire sort of thing. So, like, he doesn't own the intellectual property of the belt because he was paid to create it for somebody else. Coincidentally enough, he just made a second one for Will Ospreay, who's not the champion, even though. Okay, so the, and this is where it gets even weirder. So, like, let's say, like, let's use this example again. So, he doesn't own the copy. Let, let's say the belt itself, let's say that's not. So, even if New Japan didn't solely outright own the intellectual property of the belt, which they do, if they, if like, if, if they took a photo of it and it was an official New Japan pro wrestling image, they own the copyright to that photograph. And if Hazard used it in his video, they would have had a right to file a copyright claim on it. Right. But I don't. My, oh, go ahead. 
No, I was gonna say, and I and I, oh, you do what you're saying. I do. My only problem is, is you should be happy that somebody's actually trying to praise it or view it, or even if he, or even if they didn't like it, you know, he's still like he's still getting your name out there. Yeah, but that and that goes into so Japanese companies are actually notorious for not really caring when it comes to copyright claims. Like this is a little off topic, but like any fans of Dragon Ball Z probably know about Dragon Ball Z abridged on YouTube. They had a ton of issues with copyright claims uh, because Toei Animation was just like, no, you're just, even though it it was like it was making fun of it, but it was it was. It, it, it was getting people interested in the product again. Right. They still were putting copyright claims through left and right now. And this is, again, where it gets really confusing because technically they are protected through parody law. They're not making money off of it. And since it's a parody, technically they can legally use the footage. But Toei was saying, no, we own the footage, so you can't use it. So it ended up being this whole back and forth fight between them and toy animation through youtube and i don't know i don't know i don't know what happened but they ended up being able to their content's still uploaded so clearly something something of a compromise was reached like obviously they're not allowed to monetize the videos but see you know you learn new things every day especially that's not wrestling yeah and then and then but so here's another interesting bit so then you have channels on youtube that like what culture so they use images all the time but their videos their videos are monetized they don't use video footage obviously but they use images all the time so i'm not sure i, I think they might have journalistic uh protection there like i i don't know i i, I know who you're, i know who you're talking about now, which now it's time to get some heat. I'm just going to go ahead and say, what culture sucks? They're always they're always full of shit. I don't know where they think they get their information, but they're always wrong. Like I remember one time they were talking about Cena. Oh, what was it? Like Cena was going to leave WWE for another company. I'm like, are you kidding? This was years ago. I can't remember the details, but yeah, somebody from what culture on there? John Cena is gonna leave WWE for another company, and I'm like, bullshit, he is. Like, what are you talking about? I don't know. I just I don't even like. I don't even watch what culture because I know it's bullshit. It, it, it bugs me when there's some other channels out there think they know their sources and everything. It's like. No, you don't. Sorry. Now, if you're giving us a history lesson on something from back in the day, then sure. Yeah, and actually, there's another channel. I and I, I oh god, I can't remember his name. I want to say it's something like Wrestling with Andrew. He makes documentaries. I think so. They're good. They're really good. I think I think that's who it is. I think right. it is. I think it is wrestling with Andrew, and his documentaries are fantastic. Um, so. so anyway, so uh, yes. So anyway, um, so WWE still sucks. Well, 
It's like I said, they, they got to figure something out to get better and everything else. But um, I do have an announcement to make. The floor is yours. Okay. Now, as everybody knows, my cohort here has another podcast, obviously, called The Average Intelligence Podcast. Now, from what I gather, sir, you're supposed to be there Thursday. Yes. Okay. Well, guess what? So am I. Oh, okay. Yeah, I heard about that. Are you guys doing it Thursday? Yes. Nice. Now, everybody knows that it's been a long time. Yeah, he's, he's gotten an extension on his championship requirements. Uh, it's, too it's not his fault. It's not his fault. Somebody no-showed. Okay, I was supposed to have a miniature golf tournament for the NFL event for the title. Couldn't do it. And the next line was my cohort's other host here. He's supposed to be in line for, he's next to my for the title. Well, issues have come arise. Everybody's been sick and busy schedules, yada, yada. Well, finally happening. Um, I'm going to be facing Eric this Thursday at whatever challenge we're, he comes up with. The staring contest. We're not doing no staring contest. Oh, come on. I was looking forward to that. I was told I was going to get to see a staring contest. Uh, well, well, he, he misinformed you, sir. Damn it. <laughs> but then I was we, we got to do something actually good and fun for all these viewers out there. I'm actually okay with a staring contest. Oh, God. Well, either way, either the war, sir. I will also say this. Even after that, some, there was also already another challenger after that. So, he's been waiting in the wings for a good long time now, and he's ready to go. And he's already he's already got the game picked out and everything of what's going to happen. Right. So, you want to go ahead and say what it is, or you just want to wait? Oh, we'll wait. We'll keep the people wanting more. All two of you. All two of us. Yeah, damn it! I wanted this. I wanted the staring contest. Speaking of the the game and everything, uh, my uh, the second contender for the title is just uh, messaging me back. What in the world? Sorry, I'm getting notifications. Everybody's following me and on TikTok and messaging me and everything else. So, right on. Well, I think we've pretty well wrapped it up. I apologize. I had a, a little bit of brain fog. There's just been so much going on, but God damn it, we're going to give you the show. I remember there was something I wanted to bitch about with Kenny Omega, but I can't remember what I was talking about. I'm glad he kept it together for the Brian Danielson match, though, and didn't do anything too stupid. What's funny enough is I thought this is her first time wrestling. No. I th- no, that's what I'm saying. Like I thought it was, and then all of a sudden, PWG Barista Gorilla posted a clip of uh, their actual matches they had before, back in the day. I'm like, oh, okay. That's that reminds me though. That's something else I want to bitch about. Oh, so you 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 sent me a couple, and now they've been popping up on my uh, feed on TikTok. Is a bunch of clips from PWG. Yes. Now, I, I, I will admit, I had not seen a whole lot of PW, PWG uh, before, and thank God I didn't. 
That's some of the goofiest, silliest, just flat out stupid shit I've ever seen in my life. It is. It is. I'm not disagreeing with you on this. But this is where all the biggest names in wrestling today has went to wrestle. I, I, I get it. I know. Um, it's still goofy shit. I watched, I don't remember exactly how many, but it was at least, I'd say at least eight guys stick their thumbs up each other's asses. Mm -hmm. And seeing Jushin Thunder Liger and Tommy and, and Sammy Callahan didn't surprise me, but like, like what the fuck? Like I said, it's, it's, it's making my inner Jim Cornette come out. Riddle was one of them, too. We didn't notice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Riddle was there. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa was there, too. I don't know if he was one of the thumb fuckers. He, 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 is the one that, he was the first one to put the thumb up the bubble. This is so fucking stupid. Okay. No, I'm not disagreeing with what you're saying. Like, they do some good stuff in PWG, but they also do some badass stuff. Too. I'd, like like the to, whole... I'd like to see some of the badass stuff, because I've heard PWG was amazing. That's where... That's where Young Bucks were pretty much got their start was there. Right, right. So I've heard. That's where so. they did the whole, and that's where uh, uh, Marty Scroll. Even, even though Marty Scroll's now coming back to wrestle again. No, he um, pretty well fucked that up. Kind of like how Tommy Dreamer's gone forever now. Yeah, well. I'm, okay, I'm, you know what? I'm not even going to go there because there's. Just there, leave that one alone. Yeah, there's, there's alone. nothing I can say that's going to be. No, just leave that alone. It was unfortunate well, editing. I will just say that. Unfortunate well, for Tommy. Well, they, even then. Uh, getting back to what we're saying now. Uh, like there's a like there's a it's on YouTube where they use where they do the shoe the thumbtack shoe, and they super kick hands for Ray right in the face. I'm like, that's in this. But even, but even then, like they do, some, I, I they do some badass matches, with their spots and everything. Now they do go over the line a little bit when it comes to like using the referee. Yeah, I saw in that other clip where Rick Knox is kicking the shit out of people. That and doing dives and everything else. Yeah, which I, so I guess my biggest problem is like I get how like in the moment it seems cool and funny and whatever, but if referee can kick the wrestlers' asses. What does that say about your wrestlers? Hey, it's the Young Bucks. You're the one who praises them. Well, I believe that Rick Knox could kick the shit out of the Young Bucks. But I'm just saying. That's beside the point. Oh, my Even God. Even the ring announcer got involved. Do what? Even their own ring announcer back in the day got involved. Yeah, and I'm not. I'm, that doesn't surprise me because as, mu as much as I like the Young Bucks, they do some... Really fucking goofy shit. But like there was there is one funny thing though. Um it was a ladder match. It was Chuck Taylor versus Ricochet. All of a sudden they got the belt hanging up and everything. And like they were both deciding like which way to get the belt without a ladder. And, like one guy's got uh, another guy in a wrist lock and yada yada and He's got one down, but he's like trying to step on him to try to come up and grab the belt. And Ricochet goes top rope, tries to dive for him from like 
Okay. Okay. Don't even don't even act for a minute like Ricochet couldn't do that. What? what? Jump off the top rope and get to the belt. Well, we've seen Ricochet can turn off gravity for himself, so I'm not even. He could totally do it. What's What's about that match is amazing. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was talking about the whole doing the flip on the outside. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. But, like, that match is fucking incredible. That's back when NXT was really, really, really good. Yeah, it was. That's back when takeovers were better than the, the main pay-per-views or specials or whatever you want to call them now. Yeah, takeovers better than most of Yeah, 100%. And I, I, I can't even remember... I can't even remember... Um, it was one of the TakeOver Chicago's, and I cannot even remember who the other team was, but it was the Revival, and they had a tag team match, and it was the first match on the card, and it stole the show. Like, holy crap, that was so good. And I'm kind of I'm kind of mad that FTR lost to Sting and Darby. Again, I get it for that match, but FTR has been losing a lot. And again, again, this might just be my inner Jim Cornette coming out, but I, I, I don't think so in AEW because they have so many tag teams that they want to put over. All right, well, who? All right, but they need to do that because who's who's cheating for the tag titles right now with uh, Death Triangle? With the Lucha Bros? Yeah, Lucha Bros. Nobody's Death cheating Triangle. with them. Yeah, that's my point. That's what I'm saying. I think FTR needs to. I think it needs to be Lucha. I think FTR needs to beat the Young Bucks. They need to beat Jurassic Express. They need to get in position to go for the tag titles. They they need wins. They need the tag titles again. Yes, they need the tag titles again. Because and again, love the Lucha Bros. Got nothing bad to say about the Lucha Bros. But they don't. I, I'm glad they won the tag team titles and got them off the Young Bucks. But they don't. They don't need the tag titles because they're popular enough already. Although they could have a really good rivalry with Proud and Powerful, but now they're best friends again. So I don't see that happening. Like, it seems like AEW's has had historically very good booking, but it seems like they were rushing to try to get to these big shows. Because I'm scratching my head at a lot of it. Like, well, okay, like, yeah, it was a cool match, but this doesn't really make sense long term. There's too many people that are buddy buddy. That's factions for you. That's factions. Well, I mean,. Yeah, to a point. But then you have factions that are part of other factions that are part of other factions. Right, well, Proud and Powerful are part of Inner Circle. and Now they're buddy Lucha buddies Bros. with the Lucha Bros. The Lucha Bros is in Death Triangle with Pac, which is weird that Pac's a good guy. Yeah. I mean, with him being a bastard and all. A bastard Pac. And, then I don't, and I don't even know I don't even know what's happening with Andrade anymore. I know. I seen <laughs> I seen his press last night about a Rolex thing. Rolex company and 
Yeah, they just wearing a Rolex, but yeah, they didn't use them on this week. I'm like, well, I think what they were doing, I think they were setting up for Ric Flair to come in and be his manager. But then, but then the episode of Dark Side of the Ring happened. Yeah. And uh, they erased Flair from wrestling history in WWE. Well, he released a statement, which I think that had more to do with him just asking for his release and being given it. But he released a statement saying that it never happened. Which, I mean, again, I wasn't there. I wasn't on the plane. Okay. The only thing thing I know about the plane ride from hell, and that is this, is I don't don't know anything about, about, we talk about about that, that, but the the only thing that doesn't get talked about is Kurt Henning being brought up to the past 35,000 feet. No, they talked about that. Well, I'm sorry. To me, that's more of an epic thing than anything. Right, but that's not so defamatory. That's just like two well, guys had a fight. I don't condone what was No, that said goes that, that goes without saying. Like it doesn't even have to be said. Like if, if that's what happened, that like no. I'm just saying if because I wasn't physically there and I didn't see it. Right, like we, we obviously didn't see it. Us here, us and I. We don't know none of that. No, no, that goes without oh, saying. We don't know none of that at all. Yeah, that goes without saying. My thing, is, is, my thing is, the only thing I remember of hearing from that playwright from however over the years until up until now was Kurt Henney being Brock Lesnar's ass at 35,000 feet. Yeah, That's I, what I, I had heard about that and then Michael Hayes' ponytail getting cut off. That too, yeah, that too. Which That's just awesome. And then after that plane drive from hell, they just cut off everything of that. Yep. They can't have you're done. Well, a lot of people got fired from what I understand. Uh, well, I mean they had an open bar. They're coming from overseas back to here. Which I mean, you know, whoever allowed that to happen, I think that's like who who in their right mind is gonna allow them how many liquor carts do they go through for? Well, that's what I'm saying. And like, who the hell allowed this to happen? Which is Who's the owner of WWE? I know, and that's kind of the point where it's kind of like nobody cares until somebody makes a big deal out of it. It goes back, it goes back to the Max Caster incident. This shit happens, and nobody cares until somebody makes noise, and then all of a sudden it's like, well, oh, this is reprehensible behavior. It's like, really, you did nothing about it before then. And according to Jim Cornette and a few other people, there have been plane rides from hell incidents multiple times. This is just the one that became infamous. It's funny you said Max Caster, and I seen that video of of him of them two coming out and Tony Khan standing out there. At the at the ramp, wondering what he's gonna say. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. They played that perfectly, bringing him back. That was hysterical, and like they they did it perfectly. I I, I seen that because like Tony Khan's just standing there at the microphone, like, all right, motherfucker, what are you gonna say? What are you gonna say? But it, just, it goes it goes back. This is legitimately what I believe happened there. I think his raps get approved to a certain extent, especially if he's going to be on live TV, which in this case he wasn't. It was on uh, Dark. 
when when he came back and when he did the the promo. But it, his raps are approved to a certain extent, probably if not outright. Which again, nobody had a problem with it until people started raising hell on Twitter. Then all of a sudden, AEW does not condone this, that, and the other. It's like really because it had been on the internet for almost a week. Right. Like you didn't have a problem with it up until that point. Which, like I said, I think what happened is they sat down with Max and been like, "Hey, man, this just this is blown up. We need to make it look like we're punishing you. We're gonna give you a little bit of a break." Probably actually got the sensitivity training because it's like, "What's that gonna hurt?" And you know, then people can verify that it happened. But then they came back and made a joke of it, right? Which I think was, I mean, there's no other way you can do it and have the company and the talent save face. Well, that's that's just like I'll just use this as an example. Um, you know Wesley Snipes is right? Yeah. Oh, get out! Get out! Wrestling in the nineties. Um, you know he went to jail for uh, tax. Yeah, tax problems. Yep. Right. And I don't know if you have you seen any of these Spider-Man movies at all. I think I've seen the first one. Okay. Well, he was in the third one. And everything. Okay. And you know he they. They use them and everything. Like, you, you been, haven't been around for a while. Where have you been? He's like, oh, it's just, I just got to jail for tax evasion. Oh, that's funny. Like, what the hell? What the I mean, he's obviously, you know, another character, but they use his real life situation in the movie. I'm like, all right. That's and funny. Works. That's funny. That's hilarious. Like if it's like honestly, honestly, if Ric Flair comes back, what they should do is be like, Rick, where have you been? He's like, I was on the plane ride from hell, brother. Yeah, well, I don't think you have to do that. Oh, speaking of Ric Flair, who knew that Kenny Omega could do such a good Ric Flair impression? Because he's been doing it on being the elite. I'm like, holy shit, I haven't heard one that good since AJ Styles. I think the best impression of all time is Jamie. Oh, 100%. 100%. But like like you don't expect it from guys like AJ Styles and Kenny Omega, but they just bust out these Ric Flair impressions. I'm like, that's really good. Well. Yeah, we've completely stopped shitting on WWE, so I think that's a good stopping point. But I'm excited to see you defend your belt. Hopefully it's a staring contest. Who's the commissioner? You. It's a staring contest, goddammit. <laughs> Commissioner's well, orders. Well, I think uh, not only should he get involved, I think a certain uh, female needs to get involved in this, too. I agree. We she need, has, we need she she hasn't been involved, she has been involved with this in a good long time. And I need you, I need this to be clear to say, Howard, hey. hey you know, you know who I'm talking about. She needs to be involved in this. Yeah, we need we need a we need a girl to win it. Yeah, so, but I, I'm 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 putting my foot down as the commissioner of the All Events Welcome World Championship. So, Mrs. Eric. Yeah, I, know. I will say that. that. No, I'm just going to say this. I'm not going to say her actual name. Yeah, we know here. This is. Yeah, Mrs. Eric. You will be involved in this. No, 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 not like she needs to be involved in it going for the belt too. 
Oh, I agree. I agree. Um, well, and then that brings up, this is just a question for you. When is your, uh, we're planting the seed here. When is your other podcast supposed to be starting up? We, uh, you're talking about the horror one? Yeah. Um, we're looking at maybe the middle of next month, middle of October. Oh, it should totally start in October. That's what we're doing. Yeah, 100%. You should start in October. So, so for all those who... I've talked to about this on my YouTube channel before, and we've made little hints and hints here on our on our channel. Um, there's a podcast that I'm going to be doing with the co my cousin, and we're going to be talking and reviewing horror movies. Um, like, we're just going to watch a horror movie, and then we're going to give our in-depths and everything on the movie and everything. I don't know if we're still going with the same name of what we've got picked out. Um, I'll let you guys know. Um, but it's it's going to be amazing. Uh, I'm a big fan of horror movies, just like I'm a big fan of wrestling that I'm doing with uh, Mr. Boker here. So uh, expect to see oh, a, a horror, horror podcast, podcast coming, coming very, very soon. soon. Yeah, it's probably going to be the most popular one. Oh, come on. No, people love horror movies. That's all I'm saying. It's like it's a very it's a very popular uh genre. It is. It is. Especially like, like when there's A A list horror movies to Z list horror movies. So it's like, yeah, I know I said Z. That's that's like the, that's like legitimately the only genre where some of the like B list and C list movies are more popular than some of the A list horror movies. There, there, is, there is, is because, like, like there's there's a horror company out there called I'm not I know I'm not trying to get too off track here, but I'm going we're talking about horror stuff. There's a horror company out there that I like. It's called Full Moon Features, and I went to Days of the Dead a few years ago when Sting was here, and uh, one, the, one of the Power Rangers was here, and buddies of mine are with me. We uh, Full Moon Features is the ones that makes the cheesy style type horror movies like uh, Puppet Master and uh, uh, the Ginger Dead, Dead Man. Man. Yeah, but, but, evil, but Puppet oh, Master was awesome. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not saying it was awesome. awesome. It's, it's like one of my horror favorite horror franchises of all time. What I say is like they make those cheesy horror movies like like you got an evil ball killing people. <laughs> okay. And you got and you got Gary Busey. Who's a gingerbread man killing people? These are the same. This is the same company that made Puppet Master. Okay, that's what I'm stating. And when we were at the horror convention, um, we walked up to the table, and it was full moon faces. I'm like, holy crap! I'm a big fan of you guys. So it's like, come on. So well, we will be talking about, about franchise. Uh, uh, Certain horror movies, <laughs> franchises, like series in general. Um, uh, but it is the whole thing, the upper variety, by the time Halloween Kills comes out. That's that's very that's, exciting. That's our goal. And I'm going to tell them, like, hey, Halloween, because we are going to go see Halloween Kills. That oh, yeah. Good. Me and, he and I are going to see Halloween Kills that weekend. And I, the plan is to, to 
hopefully get that review done that weekend. So, for all you horror fans out there that does like wrestling, listen out and be ready to go. Because it will be announced uh, very soon. Yes, sir. Well, I think that's a good stopping point. We bitched about WWE enough. Tune in in a couple weeks. We'll be covering something else wrestling related. We will figure it out. That's, That's why I always call it down, down the middle. Yep, we always call it down the middle, even when it comes to the Cucamonga Kids and Twinkle Toes McFinger Bang. Yes, yes. Oh, God. It's too funny. All right, we'll see you next time, everybody. Enjoy.